0: Kids are coming out of college these days strapped with tens of thousands of dollars in
1: student loan debt. Yeah, and that's why it's so important that they don't get scammed by student loan scams. And this is Chick to Chick. So, Flora, you and I both have kids that are out of college, and I still have one that is finishing up college this uh, coming up semester here So the student loan thing was always something that's been a hot topic now because of the pandemic, um, you know, Sam, whatever she had left over, that was for her to pay in her student loan. She's going to have that coming up this spring. Peyton's also going to have to be paying attention to that. And as a parent, I think one of my chief concerns is these kids being taken advantage of scams because, you know, what we know is that. The average of kids coming out of college are in a forty thousand dollar debt space, and so I feel like there's scammers that are just waiting right there to take advantage of kids. It's terrible.
0: It is terrible. I, I do think it's it's it, it's not just terrible. It's horrible. I mean, it's bad enough that these kids are coming out with these student loan debts. You know, we talked about forty thousand. Mm-hmm. I know a young lady who has two hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt. I mean, if that's not wow. bad enough. Then you've got these folks targeting them with scams to take advantage of them. And it's just a horrible thing. And that's why we felt this podcast was so important so we could draw attention to this issue and let people know the different signs to look out for to make sure they don't get scammed, which brings us to our guest today, William Lindsay. He is the Pennsylvania School Services Manager with FIA. William, thank you so much for joining us. First of all, what is FIA short for?
2: Thank you for having me. And FIA stands for the Pennsylvania Higher Education Assistance Agency.
0: Yeah. So these scams are out there. What should consumers be looking for and how do they know that they're being targeted by a scam?
2: Sure. That's a great question. As you mentioned, the ceiling debt for student loan is pretty high in addition to the pandemic many people are actually struggling financially and are looking for ways to minimize or have some sort of financial relief. So what happens in those instances, scammers will directly target these vulnerable and distressed borrowers and find ways to collect money uh, from them to promise a service that they may not be able to fully come through with. Um, So in general, you wanna try to just avoid working with a third party relief agency that wants to collect money or personal information from you uh, to essentially um, reduce any type of payments that they're promising.
1: Yeah, and I think we should also lay out that there are signs that they can look for, signs of a scam. What are those?
2: Absolutely, there are a number of of signs that families, students, consumers should be aware of. One of which is pressure to pay upfront fees, right? If a company is requiring you to pay an upfront fee or tries to make you sign a contract on on the spot, it's most likely a scam. Um, Another sign would be that uh, entities, individuals, are claiming to be affiliated with the Department of Education, right? Or even your loan servicer. So look for uh, typos and web addresses and make sure that you're using official websites that have a .gov address in them. Uh, one more and probably the biggest um, sign of a scam is promises of immediate student loan forgiveness or any type of debt cancellation, right? Debt debt relief companies. Really don't have the ability to negotiate with a servicer or a creditor to offer specific deals. A lot of these are federal laws that are put into place and that students really have to meet specific eligibility criteria to be eligible for those. So those are just a few signs that, you know, families, students, and consumers should be aware of.
0: You know, it is so tough because I, I get these emails, you know, from Amazon or this or whatever, and they look legit. Mm -hmm. And once you start getting into it and you start getting into the weeds, you're like, this didn't come from Amazon. So you really have to pay attention to these emails because they do a really good job of sucking you in and making them look legit. So what can consumers do to protect themselves? Uh, Especially these kids who I feel, you know, they're very vulnerable. My son's 22 about to turn 23 and, you know, they get the emails and they think it's legit. How can we protect our kids?
2: Sure, and and that's a great point. Um, A lot of these scammers find different ways to connect with you, right? As you mentioned, email, text, social media, mailing. First and foremost, be skeptical, right? Scammers often obtain information uh, illegally, and somehow, even though they may have information about your loans, Necessarily can't do anything about those. Uh, also, you want to do your due diligence. You know, check what the programs are being offered. In many cases, they use terminology that may be similar to what the Department of Education has, but some of those programs oftentimes don't exist. The biggest uh, thing uh, that families may want to do is not to share any personal information, right? So if you are getting a call or an email, The best thing to do is to call that number back or ask for a callback number. In most cases, what will happen is the call would hang up or they won't provide that information. So don't share your social security number, credit card information or any type of passwords um, to your accounts.
1: Yeah, these people are terribly creative and I think they comb over sites to be able to find those perfect buzzwords to sound so legitimate. So I'm wondering, you know, do you have any examples you can give us just for people to kind of be on the lookout for?
2: Sure, um, right now, and obviously it's a hot topic of uh, public service loan forgiveness. So student loan forgiveness scams in general, right? Companies or individuals claiming that they can reduce or eliminate a student debt, right? One of the things to be mindful is, oftentimes, for a uh, forgiveness program or for or to have any loans forgiven, a student has to go through specific eligibility criteria. Right, they have to meet that eligibility criteria, having the right loans, working for the right employer, uh, making uh, different types of payments for a specific period of time. So, anytime a scammer is calling you and say that they can eliminate a program or a debt with having without having to go through those eligibility criteria, that's a scam. Um, something common, uh, not necessarily tied to loans that we're seeing are scholarship scams, right? When planning for college or families that are looking to reduce, reduce their debt load by applying for scholarship opportunities. So if a family is being promised that if you pay a certain amount of money, we can guarantee you a scholarship that's most likely a scam, right? A lot of these resources are free to no cost to students and families and either entities like FIA or the Federal Loan Servicer provides a lot of these resources at no cost and are safe ways to get that information.
0: You know, it reminds me of, you get these emails that say you won the lottery and you pay $300 to claim your lottery prize. It's a scam. It's it's no if you won the lottery, you <laughs> right. won the lottery. And nice. this is the same type of situation um, that you had talked about. Now, at the beginning of the podcast, Carrie had mentioned because of the pandemic, uh, kids have not had to make payments on their student loans. That was supposed to start up again. It's been delayed again. So they really need to be careful. They need to be vigilant. But what should someone do if they do fall victim Um, to one of these scams? What can they do? What's their recourse? Who can they contact?
2: Sure, absolutely. Um, So if a family um, unfortunately has uh, been scammed, there's a couple um, avenues in which they can address that. First um, is contacting the uh, Pennsylvania Attorney General's office um, via phone or you can actually submit a complaint um, also contacting the cfB which is the consumer financial protection bureau or even the Federal Trades commission and each of those sites uh, offer an opportunity for consumers to provide a claim. The other thing that's equally as important is that um, those consumers should contact their loan servicer as well right and to instruct them to only provide information about their loans to them directly because what we've seen, our scammers sometimes will get families to complete power of attorney forms or third-party authorizations, which essentially grants them the right to make decisions on behalf of the borrower. And then finally, one thing we would also recommend and beyond student loans is um, to have consumers monitor their credit, right? During the pandemic, um, annualcreditreport.com is offering free credit reporting on a weekly basis. So again, those are just a few tips that, you know, I would recommend families that may be facing or have experienced some sort of a scam, some action steps that they can take.
1: William, great advice. And I really hope that um, whomever is listening and watching this is going to share it with someone who is coming out of college soon. I think it's been wonderful, eye-opening information. I'm certainly going to pass it along to my kids and be on the lookout as well. Thanks so much for being with us today.
2: Oh, Great. Thank you. And, and it's a pleasure. And as the old saying, <clears throat> excuse me, says, if it's too good to be true.
0: It is. It is. It is All right. William, <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, great information. Carrie, uh, you know, this is this is a sore spot with both of us because we yeah. both have kids. We both have kids that went to college and I don't want to see anybody taken advantage of. I mean, it's heartbreaking enough to know that these kids are facing maybe the next 10, 20, 30 years um, to pay off their student loans. And to think that somebody would try to take advantage, that that makes me sick. Well, yeah, you know, sick.
1: Yeah. And I worry about the kids that might not have a parent who can really intervene and step in. And so this is really powerful information that William provided with us today. And I just hope the kids are listening. They're adults now. You got to you got to tune in and do the right things. And listen, we appreciate you tuning in. We hope that you will come back when we are chirping about another topic.